The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final episode of our special five-part medical mystery series, Beating the Odds. Every day this week, we've been telling the true tales of medical miracles that shocked the world. Today, we're discussing Reshma Begum, a seamstress in Bangladesh who was pulled out alive from the wreckage of a building 17 days after it collapsed. Make sure to check out any episodes of Beating the Odds that you may have missed, available right here in the Medical Mysteries feed. Thanks again for listening. You're probably familiar with the term claustrophobia, which refers to an irrational fear of confined spaces. Many sufferers tremble at the thought of being trapped somewhere with no way out. For Reshma Begum, that panic-inducing horror became a waking nightmare after the eight-story warehouse she worked in collapsed, crushing hundreds. For days on end, the 19-year-old garment industry employee faced severe dehydration, hunger, and oxygen depletion, inducing life-threatening kidney failure. And yet, she survived 408 hours buried alive. Welcome to Beating the Odds, a five-day special series for medical mysteries. I'm Richard. And I'm Molly. This is our fifth and final episode on remarkable people who have lived through some of the world's most extreme medical emergencies. After enduring 17 days without adequate air and water supply, it's a wonder Reshma Begum lived to tell her tale. Today, we're discussing her shocking survival under factory rubble. It was approximately 9 a.m. in Bangladesh on April 24, 2013, when a giant tearing noise resounded from Rana Plaza. The day before, the property owner, Sohil Rana, had assured the media and tenants that the building was safe, despite new cracks on the walls. But Rana had made a grave judgment call. As the structure shook with the vibrations of four huge generators after one of the city's regular power outages, countless workers tried to flee. But it was too late. In a matter of seconds, the building shuddered and collapsed. Reaping a death toll of 1,134 lives, the tragedy was the deadliest structural failure accident in modern human history. And as clouds of dust rose over the damage, one woman had just been thrust into the ultimate fight for her life. Reshma Begum woke to the stench of death and the weeping cries of victims who would never make it out of the wreckage. Darkness engulfed her. Though she could not tell whether it was day or night, she did know one thing. She had survived the building's fall. Just hours ago, she had been stationed at her sewing machine on the second floor. 
Now, Reshma laid on the ground, peering up at a concrete slab just feet above her head. Above her newfound ceiling, seven stories of debris restricted escape. The lower floors of the structure were crushed to only two feet in height. Had Reshma been standing anywhere else, she might have been crushed too. Reshma knew she needed to try to escape, but when she changed positions, attempting to get onto her hands and knees, she felt a little tug on her hair. It had gotten stuck in the fallen debris. One by one, she pulled clumps of her hair out from the wreckage, creating painful, vulnerable bald spots in the process. But with one final yank, Reshma freed herself. Then, she crawled away through small openings in the wreckage until she reached a cavity. The space she would stay in for the next 400-some hours had been a prayer room in the building's basement. Three others were trapped there. Together, they hit the rubble above them with sticks and rods, trying to get the attention of rescuers. But they had no luck, and time was running out. The average maximum time for rescuing someone from a collapsed structure is around six days. And as time passed in darkness, the three survivors confirmed this statistic, perishing one by one. Now Reshma was alone to face day seven. But the eerie loneliness that set in was the least of Reshma's troubles. Carbon dioxide levels were rising, and oxygen was growing scarce. Far above Reshma, one of the rescuers, Rafikul Islam, got stuck beneath the debris. He was rescued after seven hours. But after experiencing the lack of oxygen, Islam claimed that most victims who survived the initial collapse would not live beyond the 72-hour mark. Rana Plaza's wreckage was almost made more lethal by irritant dust freed from the crushed building materials. Humans normally breathe air that contains 20.9% oxygen. When that concentration decreases even slightly, people feel noticeable effects. At the onset of oxygen deficiency, Reshma experienced brain fog and general weakness. Continued exposure to an oxygen-deficient environment typically induces impaired thinking, reduced coordination, extreme fatigue, nausea, vomiting, and even loss of consciousness. Reshma didn't know it at the time, but if she didn't find a solution soon, she was on her way to certain death. She did know that it was getting hard to breathe. In a frantic attempt, Reshma pushed a broken steel pipe up towards a tiny pocket of light she saw above. Then Reshma put her mouth to the end of it and inhaled. To Reshma's surprise, it worked. But fresh air wasn't all she needed to sustain herself. Pangs of hunger emanated from her stomach and her throat was parched. Luckily, the day of the collapse, Reshma had woken up late for work. In a rush, she didn't have time to eat breakfast, so she packed herself four packets of biscuits and two water bottles. These meager rations would have to last her. But nibbles of dry food and small sips from her water bottle wouldn't be enough. Alone and afraid, the young seamstress was quickly nearing a lethal level of dehydration. 
As her body lost water, her blood became more concentrated and triggered her kidneys to retain water. Then, Reshma's cardiovascular system began to compensate for her low-functioning kidneys. Her heart rate increased to maintain blood pressure. Reshma likely experienced exhaustion and worsening brain fog. If her condition worsened, Reshma's body could suffer a deadly seizure. Desperate, Reshma scavenged the lunch bags that employees had brought in, nibbling whatever food and drinks she could find. And when rain fell through the holes that rescuers were making, she drank from the shallow puddles that pooled on the ground. The scraps and packets of biscuits lasted her 15 days. After that, she drank only rainwater. Time was running out. Meanwhile, Reshma's family had abandoned their hopes of seeing their precious girl alive. By the 17th day, officials had pulled over 1,000 dead bodies from the site. They suspected that anyone else pulled from the building would likely be deceased. Rescue efforts were coming to a halt. On day 17, Reshma heard the sound of bulldozers removing loose rubble from somewhere above her. She silently prayed that they didn't demolish the remainder of the structure while she was still stuck inside. In a final, desperate attempt, she reached for her steel pipe. As she had done many times before, she tapped it against the concrete. This time, it worked. Abdur Razak, an army sergeant who was part of the rescue effort, knelt down and saw her through a small hole in the debris. Without a moment to spare, officers ordered everyone operating heavy machinery to stop. Abdur tossed Reshma water as the other rescuers mobilized, pulling debris out of the way to make the extraction as safe as possible. When she was finally out, Reshma was placed onto a stretcher and carried to an ambulance. Her hair and face were covered in dirt, and her scalp revealed bald spots where she'd freed herself two and a half weeks earlier. Still, the vibrance of her bright pink scarf seemed to match the joy of the community. They cheered around her. Reshma was taken to a nearby military hospital where she was given oxygen, water, and saline. Though she had some scratches, her outer body was remarkably intact. On the inside, however, Reshma's kidneys were functioning at less than 45%. Her doctor explained that this was due to severe dehydration. Women require about 11 and a half cups of fluids a day to stay hydrated. For 17 days under the debris, Reshma would have needed nearly 200 cups of water to stay adequately hydrated. While trapped, she'd consumed just a little over four. Despite this, Reshma left the hospital with a fully functioning body. Looking back on her experience, the former seamstress recalled, I never dreamed I'd see daylight again. For those who choose to hope, Reshma's story is a reminder that even the most inconceivably difficult fates can be survived. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode of Medical Mysteries. You can catch our other episodes of Medical Mysteries for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 